the same microphone I've been using since we started this thing. Yeah, but I like it when I can't see it. Well, uh, you won't. I'm trying to get... Okay, good. I, I don't have my desk yet, so I have it like kind of sitting, sitting off to the side. I normally would have it. How does the cat like it over there? Uh, he seems content. He seems fine. He could probably... Uh, I still need to get him Is a little friend. Is it about the same size apartment? Yeah, roughly. Um, the bedroom appears to be bigger. Kitchen's bigger. Uh, living room is a bit smaller because there's not a separate dining room area. Where is the dining room area? Well, there isn't one. It's just kind of a slightly larger living room. I mean, the living room's wider than it was, but it's not as long. And the, I, was... uh, I mean, there's sort of a little cove thing over by the kitchen, but uh, I wouldn't put a table there, really. It just feels weird. You it's know. probably made for being a dinette area, though, wouldn't you think? They put a cove by the kitchen, that's usually... Yeah, but it's right by the front door, so I feel like if you put a table there, you just whack the door with it all the time. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be good. I just, it, you know, having lived in apartments, you know, for a great majority of my life, I just can't help but feel like, who, what moron puts these things together? <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, I just want to, like, meet the architect that, that came up with every apartment I've ever lived in. It's like, because I, I want to, like, sit down and go, okay, so what's this area for? Well, that's just, uh, you know, one of those. It's like, uh, well, you know. I feel like that would be his answer to almost everything in an apartment. Uh, this kitchen, for instance, all my cupboards are really thin. They're, they're barely as wide as a, as a big pot. There's, there's How about plates? Can you fit plates in there? <laughs> it looks like barely. It, it, not side by side, certainly. You might be able to stack them, but yeah. they're very thin. They're just, you know, and it's, it'd be, there's a bunch of cabinets, more cabinets than in my last place, but they're all very thin. And I'm just like, why? who did that? Who was the? Why would you put a cabinet on the left and right of where the oven goes instead of putting the oven in the corner and then putting a bigger cabinet? Like you know, and we should be putting this on the thing, on the show here. It is. I mean, we're doing. The oh, it is on the now. show. Yeah. Okay, you didn't do the intro. No, I didn't. I forgot to. I you was, just started was, rambling. I mean, it was like. I know. I know. I was thinking I should do the intro, and then you started asking about the microphone, and that's <laughs> what happens. So, welcome to the Mitch and His Dad podcast. I am Mitch, uh, and with geez. me, as always, is my dad. And we're on uh, episode what? Vi now, I guess, huh? Yeah, we're at the. Number six. Yeah, we're at six. Still interested in finding out how am I going to ever get on iTunes so that I could find out how many people are listening to us. Oh yeah, there was a. I was saying that there was an issue with the site we were using that went down, and then they fixed that issue. But then I found that the link for people to subscribe that iTunes uses wasn't updating because that same site was still having a problem for another like two days. So it was like it was a period of about four days where you either couldn't access the podcast or you could and it just wasn't showing the latest episode. So Lord only knows. So it's one of those like. So what is it now? I I don't know. I'd have to look again. But uh, last I checked, it was just it's sort of like the traffic. So kind of people, involved. well, can people go through just iTunes and not go to Tumblr? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. iTunes updates through the Tumblr thing. Um, it gets all of its information through that site. And that site was basically saying, there's nothing new for you here. I see. Yeah, even though there was. So, you know, if somebody went through manually, they could have downloaded it. Uh, 
Meredith was really upset about that. She wanted to listen to this. She was driving back to Phoenix, I guess, from San Diego. And she called me and she's like, I'm trying to get the latest episode, but it doesn't look like it's on there yet. And I was like, yeah, I just posted it this morning. There's a problem with Tumblr. And she goes, well, how can I listen to it? I said, well, you have to do it manually. She said, what do you mean manually? I was like, forget it. <laughs> There's well, no why way didn't I you just explain tell it. her how to do it? There's just no way to explain that. There's no easy oh. way because I don't know if the laptop she has with her is the same one she syncs up to her iPhone. And I don't know if she would know to download it from the website, save it, import it into iTunes, then turn on her phone, connect it, and tell it to sync manually. That's, well, we got to fix this Tumblr thing. When are we yeah, going to do that? Yeah. I'm think. Well, right now it's working fine, and uh, I, I'm thinking. I was thinking the other day. I was like, you know what? I might just have to start my own domain, start my own site, and do it that way. And just to hell with the Tumblr thing. I wanted to do the Tumblr yeah. thing because it was quick, it was easy, and there's a lot of like social network stuff involved uh, where it auto posts yeah. across different things. But I can I can find ways to do the same stuff. I just. You know, I wanted to get it up and going. I didn't want to sit there for a week designing a site and putting all this stuff together. And now I'm thinking... Yeah, but we got to make sure people can listen. Because well, I, I have a feeling once they stop listening, you don't get them back. Well, Except for relatives, you know. When, when you're subscribed on iTunes, it'll automatically download the latest one when it's ready. It'll check uh, a certain... Depending on their preferences, it usually... Some people, it'll check once a day. I have mine checking once an hour because I have, like, 20 podcasts I but, listen to. But Meredith couldn't get through for what reason? Because that was the Tumblr thing was down during that time. And right now, the Tumblr thing, we don't know if it's back up or not. No, it is up. It's working fine now. Okay. That's know, the end of that subject. for a fact. Yeah. Geeky <laughs> stuff. So, uh, I've been... Uh, uh, much ado about this uh, Julian Assange... Well, they got him in jail. That's one thing I know. Yep, yep. But uh, I notice all his little, all his little fans are doing stuff to try to hurt uh, Visa and all something. I don't know what they're hacking. Yeah, yeah. Hack. They're hacking away. Well, it's a weird. I'm still again. I'm still on the fence. I'm still on the fence about a lot of things. Uh, you know, it came out what 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 they called the rape allegations. It came out like the the circumstances of it, which are very shady. In so on both ends. On the one end, if if he was having sex with a girl with a condom, and then he pulls the condom off, and then tries to you know go back at it, and she's like, no, no, I don't want you to do that, and he continues, he does it anyway. I mean, that's that's rape. Granted, he's it's see, some people see, go, oh well, that's just sex without a condom, and I was like, not if she says stop, and he keeps going, that's rape. See, but to see, I think there's a bigger story than that. Well, then, think, yeah, the other side is the, the CIA operative chick who called I him. I think on the it. whole, I think the whole rape thing. I can just hear, you know, Hillary Clinton or somebody from the State Department calling up Sweden and Britain and saying, "Look, whatever you can hold him on, hold him. In the meantime, we're going to try to figure out what law he's broken <coughs> over here, so you can extradite him to us." They haven't figured that out yet, by the way. I was pretty you know, sure that they had. I, I, basically, what it came down to, from what I'm seeing, is that. Well, what's weird again is the other side is that the girl who claimed it apparently is this like CIA operative who yeah. uh, had written an article a number of years ago on how to like get revenge on men, and uh, <laughs> yeah, which is very transparent. And then on top of that, it's the other thing of like, well, what uh there was actually a feminist blogger of all people who was saying like look what he did you know we don't know all the details but 
All I can say is even the most horrifying rape cases you've ever heard of in your life, nobody gets chased through four countries over it, ever. And, you know, I mean, like, taking it, even even taking whatever, you know, the exact details of the case are and extrapolating it still wouldn't be enough for all these countries to band together to find the guy. So I think it's probably safe to say. I'm getting a deep bass sound. You have music on or something? No, I don't. Just... That's strange. Talking. Getting this boom, boom, boom sound. Mm, I don't know. Hopefully, it's I don't like, know what that is. That doesn't come. Well, I that. just have a feeling that, for one thing, anytime it's something like this, CIA and international crime and all this, you 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 just don't know what to believe because I actually believe what I just said is the fact. They're just not. The rape thing is kind of a way to hold him. Yeah, you absolutely, know? absolutely. And the real stuff is yet to come down yet. I think they're, for one thing, I think they're a little afraid of what could happen hacking-wise if they go another step with the with the breaking the law and all that stuff that, that you know, like real serious kind of accusations about security breaches and, you know, all that stuff. Well, uh, the the thing that he put, he has this kind of an insurance that's already out there. Is he put a file up online that I, I'm not touching with a ten foot pole, just in case, kind of thing. But because um, it's like if if the proverbial shit hits the fan, I don't want anybody kicking my door down and going, "Did you download the Assange file?" But yeah. um, but there's a <laughs> file you can download that is the entirety of that WikiLeaks thing, plus some like several thousand documents that he says like are the are the the most secret things, blah blah, big 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 deal stuff that they got that he won't. But don't release. you think the government's already scanned all that stuff? Well, but that this is the thing. He encrypted it with like this really really high security, just unhackable more or less encryption. It would take you years to unencrypt the things in that file. But it's out on the internet, and he told everybody where to get it. So basically, there's millions of people all over the world that could download the file right now, but it's useless until he releases a, a little password that is used to unlock the thing. And once it's unlocked, you can read everything in there. So it's basically, hey, everybody, go grab this file now. And if I get killed or arrested, my lawyer has instructions in my will to release the password publicly. And so once the password's so you known... So you think the government's actually worried about that? Uh, my understanding is, yeah, like that's that's why he hasn't put the. Remember how I was saying last time we talked? I said I feel like he hasn't really put out anything juicy. It's almost like it's a non, it's no big deal. But yeah, the under my understanding is that he's been holding on to all the big deal stuff as insurance because if he puts out all the big deal stuff and then somebody takes him out, you know, whatever, he'd rather do it, you know, kind of the other way sort of thing, where it's like if you take me out, I'll tell everybody what I know. You know, <laughs> I don't know what it could be, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, all the conspiracy theorists think you know they're they're oh well. I'll bet you it's it's the inside documents. It's all the missing documents from nine eleven and you know stuff like that. The people who are convinced that the government did it are like, yeah, there's information. I'll bet you that's what it is. And I sincerely doubt it. Say the the whole thing with the uh, conspiracy theorists on different subjects is. It, it was always wild, but since the internet, I mean, it's there's 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 people my age that are tremendous conspiracy theorist people. I mean, I run into them all the time. They oh, have yeah. so many things that 
it's so easy. You know, it's just so easy to, to form a conspiracy theory. Right. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's you can do it on anything. You can do it on Coca Cola or uh, Pellegrino water. I mean, there's just ways to to just <laughs> fabricate these theories and, and make them really sound like they're happening. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Well, I wanted to tell you that I ran into a door uh, yesterday. You just ran right into a door. Well, <laughs> the miracle of it is uh, anything, in fact, all my friends are saying, they can't believe that I busted my head open without touching my nose first. You know, my nose would, you know, if it was like straight into something, my nose would hit first. But what this was, I was standing in a doorway at an office and everybody was kind of rushing in and out, and I was kind of moving around, dodging them as they were coming in and out, sort of hugging the door jam. And then all of a sudden, someone called my name from behind me, and I turned into the door jam. So oh. over my left eye, <laughs> hey. out gushed all this blood. Wow. And I had this big gash. Jesus. But uh, anyway, it's. it's uh, that I'm same still thing here. happened to me. What do you know? Really? Not like this week, but yeah, it happened when my, my eyebrow piercing punctured my skull because I ran into a door jam. Same thing. And that didn't hit any other part of my face. Son of a gun. Well, so this was, I believe you. I'm getting, I'm getting all kinds of people telling me, oh, you're getting senile, you don't know where you are, you're losing your balance, blah, 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 which all may be true, but in this case, it had nothing to do with it. This was strictly a... So there's, there's a conspiracy theory about your head. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh well, there's so many conspiracy theories about me that we could we could write volumes. It'd be like an Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, that was part of the reason for the podcast was to sort yeah, of uh, unravel right. unravel the mystery, if you will. Man, I get. I'm going to just tell you some of the questions I get asked. You wouldn't even. I mean, it's unbelievable. Have you heard <laughs> but, from friends and family that listen to the podcast by chance? Well, let's see. Uh, Sheila listens, and Kelly listens. Sheila, by the way, everyone, is my half-sister, dad's uh, first daughter. Uh, second kid, I think, though, right? She's Second she's, kid, yeah. She's younger than Tommy. Tommy's younger sister. Uh, and then Kelly is uh, my half-brother, his first kid and first son, Tommy, uh, is my half-brother, and Kelly is his daughter. His oldest, my oldest, is, my oldest grandchild. His oldest, your oldest grandkid. Yes, right. And uh, in fact, and we just received uh, Christmas greetings from her in the mail. She's what nineteen, twenty now? What is she? Oh, oh she's, she's be, older than that. No, she's, she's let's see. 24? I think she's like twenty-five, maybe twenty-four. Wow. I got it on my calendar, but it's in the other room. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like she was like seven or something, like six, <laughs> five. I don't know. She was pretty young last time I saw her. I was pretty young, actually. You know, I was like, I was yeah, like well, she's uh, she's pretty uh, pretty extraordinary kind of thing going on with her. She's something else. But uh, Any, anything anything we can discuss? Um, well, I mean, she's a school teacher, but I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. She's very much. Um, her website, which has to do with her students and the things she's doing, and she's won all these awards and stuff. And of course, she was, you know, like 
A plus perfect student throughout her life, <laughs> all the way through college, and uh, she wants to get a she has she has a she wants to get a doctor's degree, but she just hasn't decided on where she is going to be. She's going to have to relocate in order to do that because she can't she can't get a doctor's degree there and where she lives. The closest school is Southern Mississippi, and if they don't offer the program. So she's kind of been dealing with that, and uh, she's a tremendous sports fan, which I take some of the credit, but most of it goes to her dad. Yeah. But uh, during this past baseball season with the Rangers uh, making the World Series, she's a big Ranger fan. When she was a little girl, her whole room, her whole bedroom was decorated with Ranger stuff, the pillows, the bedspread, the rugs, you know, that wow. kind of thing. Because wow. they used to come over every year, Tommy and Carol, and uh, his ex-wife and um, and uh, Robert and Kelly when they were little kids, they would come over and go to some ball games at the Ranger Stadium and all that stuff. And so they just got became really big Ranger fans. Well, Kelly, although she's a grown woman now, I mean she's still like a little kid when it comes to you know rangers she's she's a big ranger fan of course she's a big southern miss fan but right but i could go on and on about it but we don't need to do that yeah, but yeah, she's I mean, she's I mean, just a, she's just a, a very extraordinary human being actually sounds like it sounds like she's got yeah she's, going on. she's cool. just got everything kind of in order now, what is she getting a doctorate in or is she trying to education. be a doctor oh education i think she would like to be and this is my own opinion i'm not quoting anybody I think she would like to be uh, like a college professor at some point. Well, I don't think you'd get a doctorate to teach elementary kids or anything, so that makes sense. No, yeah. no. I mean, I, I I haven't talked to her about this subject probably in a year or so, so I'm not too sure what the latest is on that. <clears throat> and before before I go any further with it, I probably should talk to her because I, I don't really know what what's yeah, right. That's right. this thing she's. She's planning with that, but um, I had quite a bit of conversation with her during the World Series. We were emailing back and forth and calling and so forth with the, with the Rangers as they went through the playoffs and and all that stuff. And uh, I call her from time to time. She's pretty easy to reach, you know. She answers her phone and that kind of thing, which <laughs> which you do too as well. Yeah, sometimes I. My problem is Meredith. Yeah. Meredith, if you're listening, answer your phone when your daddy calls. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's she's a very she's very difficult to get on the phone. You get her on the phone for a few minutes, and she'll call you right back, and you don't hear from her for a month. Yeah, it's, well, uh, you know, this is the time of year where I talk to her the most because of the holidays. She keeps wanting me to come out, you know. And yeah, uh, it used to be, you know. Uh, every year it was, are we going to Colorado? Are we going to Phoenix? That was the that was the decision. Yeah. Now, now we've cut out Colorado, so it's just Phoenix now. And uh, much as I'm like, I always go, well, come out to L.A., it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I can't put up all those people in my apartment and uh, to get them a hotel with all of them, you know. It just makes more sense for me to go there. But, um, you know, so I guess I'll be, I'm going to try to get there for Christmas. I'm still going to check on all the, you know. Goings on with the well, Christmas falls on a Saturday this year, so that's a 
Yeah, yeah, and I do have uh, I do have Christmas Eve uh, as a half day, I believe. If we even we might even not come in on Christmas Eve, but I know I have at least a half day, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people will be off that that Friday and Monday of that weekend. You know, kind of make a four day weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I don't know if we're off that Friday or that Monday rather. I don't know. I'd have to check. I I don't keep up on. Nobody yeah, tells me know. anything. It's all right. Whatever. I was uh, I was reading something today about uh, oh, I don't know something Shakespeare or something like that. I, one of those random tangents. I was reading a design thing, and then they had a quote from Shakespeare, and, and that led me to some Shakespeare or something or other. And uh, yeah, I started thinking of um, it was one of those bits that I never did, but uh, I started thinking of like that Romeo and Juliet. Uh, it's one of those stories. I mean, they've redone it, you know, in eighteen thousand different forms over the years, and you know, different ways. And yeah, that story has never appealed to me at all. And uh, well, if they didn't redo it and, and do something with it, it would be rather uh, sort of uninteresting, really. Well, yeah, I mean, except I, the I end, say, the way it ends. You know, that's the only interesting part, really. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, you know, West Side Story, <laughs> and, and obviously they did the Romeo and Juliet movie, which was just uh, atrocious. Um, and, well, they've uh, done a lot of different ways of doing Romeo and Juliet. I mean, they, I, I mean, what I'm saying is, and it's not like I'm, I hate Shakespeare or anything. I just mean the core of the story. When I was younger, I was always like, "So your family doesn't like that dude?" I mean. Coming yeah. from being the guy who's everyone's family didn't like, me dating their daughter, um, I was always okay, and the relationship didn't last. It was like once you get past the rebellion, you know, whatever, yeah. it's not going to last that long anyway. And now as like an older person, I'm like these are kids in high school. I mean, high school age, and teenagers don't know squat, and and everything seems like a big deal back then. Chances are, if they'd have just been allowed to date, they would have dated for a few months and been like. Yeah, you're kind of lame, and they'd have broken up. But because the families got all involved, they're like, "I love you more than everything ever," and you know, they kill themselves and all this. I'm like, really? It's some chick you know whose family hates you. Like, you know, your family hates her, and <laughs> like that was the whole. Like, it's seriously, it's just, it's silly when you look at it in in, the, in a sense of like uh, from slightly older eyes. It's a it's a couple of kids that want to date. And everybody thinks the other one's bad for them, and they're just they're just trying to rebel, and they make it this big deal. But like, you know, it's the thing when you're in high school, everything's a huge deal, and you're convinced that you'll all be friends forever. And then you graduate, and a week later, you don't even remember their damn name. You know, people on people from high school. I went to two different high schools, and they hit me up on Facebook, and I'm like, I have no idea who you are. They'll tell me stories about how we used to this or that, and I'm like, I seriously no idea who you're talking to. I feel like you're making this up. You're probably not because your face looks somewhat familiar and we did go to the same high school around the same time, but I have no idea who you are. I have no interest in rekindling anything. I know you're interested in what I've been up to. I've got websites. Read it all about it. I don't care what you've been up to. Have a good life. You know what I'm saying? That was 15 years ago or whatever, 13 years ago. Uh, you don't go to reunions? Oh, no. I was going to go to... Both of my high schools really dropped the ball on the reunion thing. One of them had it at a sports bar. The other one was still, I don't know what they did. They, they didn't do any. I was hoping they'd have it at the high school. And I had this dream in my head of, like, going back and, like, hooking up with the chicks who rejected me in high school. 
Um, but the, the, they, they're basically like, yeah, we're all going to meet the sports bar, and then, you know, we'll see what happens. Like, that's not a reunion. That's a, You guys all still live there. You know, you, you all talk on Facebook all day long. Right? What are you going to reunite over? You stand in a sports bar getting drunk with the same people the you same hang out with thing, The same thing you were thinking of. They probably want to see what the chicks look like now that they're older. But they know. They all live in the same town. Well, but they, they, they may not keep up with them, you know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just... Uh, it's a possible. It's a possible thing. I mean, it's a... Uh, now, I, I want to assume do the, as much, but I just... I guess I don't really get the... Con- I mean, if they're really just going for the chicks, that I understand. But when people, guys... Hit me up. Oh my god, dude! We used to go to high school together. What have you been up to? Totally not interested, dude. Don't even care. Most guys that are single, in fact, most guys, period, but definitely single guys, thinking about girls is pretty much a full-time job. You know. Oh, absolutely. That's that's how I. I mean, that's just kind of like that's what it's all about type of thing. I think that's why Although I can't most girls, most girls think young guys are totally immature and stupid, you know. It's all relative. It's it's like when they're in high school, the college guys are hotter. When they're in college, the guys who, you know, are in the career world are hotter. You know, it's all this. It's the, it's, it's the lie that, that I, I feel like we've sold them on our whole lives as guys is it, is it you know, oh yeah, when you get older, you mature. And I really think that for men, uh, we just get better at hiding all the stuff that we still like doing as kids. We get better at hiding that as we get older. Um, you can still, I mean, like any one of my friends in his 30s or even 40s would still sit down and play video games all night long if you gave him the chance. Oh, you don't have to wait for them to be given the chance. They do it anyway. I mean, yeah, well, they're playing video games. <laughs> I know a lot of 30 and 40 year olds that play video games on a regular basis. Yeah, but they still have to go to work. I'm just saying, if they didn't have to go to work, they wouldn't. They wouldn't bother. Oh, if they didn't yeah. have to go to work, well, of course, well, a lot of them play at work, so that's uh, uh, there's that too. Okay, that's another thing going on. So, so I'm but, just saying, like, I don't, you know, we, it's not a huge change, you know, as far as that, that, you know, whatever maturity and things like that, and and figuring things out and and changing and maturing over time. Um, to you know, I don't know. It's it's funny because it's like. Again, I remember when I was in high school, freshman in high school, nobody would talk to you. They all wanted the seniors. And then you were in a senior, and they all wanted the college kids. Yeah. And in the college, they all want the guys that have already graduated. You get out of high, you get out of college. You know, it's that kind of thing. And then, so now I'm in my 30s. You know, I talk to girls in their late 20s or even 30s. And, you know, they're like, oh, some college kid keeps, you know, he wants to hook up or whatever. And they're like, I can't handle them. They're just these, you know. And it's it's the same exact description that they used when I was a freshman. You know what I mean? Whatever whatever the younger guy is, it's the same exact description. Yeah. No matter what age, it's just the younger. And so it's this funny thing where it's like you just you just have it in your head that older guys are more this or more that and younger guys are less that. But I don't think that's the case. I don't I don't think that necessarily there's a difference in in uh like oh men mature slower and women and blah blah blah. I necessarily, you know, I don't really know how to put it, but it, it feels that's like, true. Though I think women mature much quicker than men do. I think women are. I feel like to some degree that maybe they're too quick to. What the problem is when you say women are men, you're talking about 
putting everybody in the same carload, and that's not the way it is. No, I mean, absolutely. absolutely. We're, we're but I, I do believe, absolutely. as I told you in one of our earlier conversations on this program, I still think that most women have a view of something they would like to have that's the same as women had eternally. You know, they'd like to have a husband and a family and a house with a picket fence. I mean, I just think that's what most women deep down inside, for everything from hookers to lawyers, <laughs> I just think that's what they that's what they want. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's not a it's not a, a criticism, but I just think that 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 fulfills their dreams. You know, in most cases, it's certainly not every single solitary one of them. No, no, but, I, I was thinking about that. And too. I just think it's that way. Now, let me ask you this. Did you, have you ever thought about, what you have to understand is one of the things that should be interesting as we go along with this thing we're doing here. Some of it's totally not interesting. But, uh. I was just about to get into something interesting, but go ahead. One of the things that, that should be interesting is the difference in our memory. For instance, not that one of us is losing it and one of us isn't, but. Right. Like, I I constantly, as I've gotten older and, and things have happened, you know, to people that I've known and loved and so forth over the years, I, 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 I tend to think about things that were turning points. You know, like, well, if such and such hadn't happened, all these other things that followed from that one spot, when that one point, would not have happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, like meeting your mother, for instance, which is, you know, a total chance thing, and it was not something that was going to happen twice. You know, it wasn't like it was in, she was working in a popcorn stand, and I kept going to the popcorn stand every day. It wasn't anything like that. So it was just a total out-of-the-blue thing. Mm-hmm. And... uh if I don't meet her that one day, if I don't happen to be there when she's there, or she's there when I'm there, however you want to put it, all these things that have transpired since then that will will not happen. Yeah. So I think I think of I think of stuff like that, and of course, as you get older, like me, there's thousands of those things. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That that's a biggie that one there. But I mean, there's some of them that are kind of foolish and insignificant, but they still things that kind of weave your future that you didn't plan on. Yeah, yeah. And, a weird weird little occurrence will happen and then you yeah. think about it you think about it ten years later, you're like, holy crap, I'm in this place right now because uh yeah. you know, I, I went left instead of right on that street that day. Yeah, there's all kinds of things like that. I mean it's you know, some people have accidents that that happen on the spur of the moment, just accidentally something happened in their car or walking down the street or whatever, it might change their whole lives. That 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 one split second moment, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, well, I had two questions. I had one quick question, which is that uh, when you were saying a quick that, question from you is no, no, that's that quick. You said that you you'd kind of run into mom, you know, if you hadn't been there at that moment. Now, when I talked to her when I interviewed her, she had told me that you were dating her roommate and that you, like, saw her when you brought her roommate home or something. 
That's how well, you Well, I don't know whether you want to get into this. Well, or I mean, not. I don't know if that's too if that's too lengthy. One of we can say whole families on both sides. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I just uh, that was the story. If that's I'm just basically true or false. You were you were dating her roommate, and that's uh, how you met part, her. It's partially accurate and partially not accurate. Okay. I didn't say that you went home with the roommate. I'm saying that you brought her home and, you know, it was like, all right, good night. You know, here's your apartment. And there's your room. <laughs> you know, oh, your roommate, Leslie. Nice to meet you, Leslie. You know, whatever. Well, Let's just say one that. Thing, one thing I can tell you about apartments and roommates and meeting and dating and all that <laughs> stuff is your mom was in the, in the, uh, situation of moving to her own apartment by herself. Oh wow! I didn't know that. When I when I met her in the French Quarter, wow, she was going to move from the auto laying areas of Metairie, Louisiana, outside of uh, New Orleans, to the French Quarter. So that was one of our starting points as to conversation and a continuing kind of relationship and all that stuff. But uh, she was, yeah, she was living with uh, three other girls. They were all students and, uh, at the time. But she was in the process of moving. Huh. So I can't tell you that much. Right. As far as me dating the roommate, uh, that's probably not... I mean, uh, it depends can on what I you Can I say you went on a date with the roommate? It's probably a better way okay. to Okay. Well, I, I guess, you know, I guess... That's good enough. Okay, we'll go with that. If no, she's I, up there somewhere <laughs> listening to us, she'll let me say that. <laughs> she said now, it. She's the, the one that said it. The roommate is listening to us, and she's going, wait a minute. <laughs> I'll just with that guy or something. You know, you never know. <laughs> Actually, that's the story Mom told. She was she was pretty uh, she was pretty uh, she was pretty detailed about it. To be honest, I just don't want to. You know, it's the podcast. We'll we'll talk another time. Figure out what we can say. <laughs> But it's documented for all of you know time. Yeah, I have it on video. It's, it's kind of like that. But I, I was thinking of things that, that uh, you know that that one's probably the primary one for me is is the day I met your mom. But but there's so many of those things related to you know they're not all related to male female meetings, but sure. some of them are. But. Uh, you know, and you, and then there's people that that are no longer with us, including your mom. That I have some of these memories of, you know. Right. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, I get all sentimental about it when I start thinking about it, and I have to start concentrating on golf or something to get it off my mind. But think about it sometime. Just uh, some of it could even be sad, obviously, that sure. you would remember something that changed your direction in your life could be an exciting thing and it could be something that you had wished hadn't happened, you know, that kind of thing. So, Well, I mean, I, have, I, I am have, where I am today because of a party I had back in 1998. Really? Oh, yeah. A party? Yeah, I had a... I, it was a very weird time, but, but um, I was living in an apartment where... Giant, you know, Phoenix, giant, giant apartment complexes, and they stuck all the people who looked like ruffians into the same section of the complex, into the same phase, if they call it. Now, um, what does a ruffian look like? Uh, I guess me. 
basically. Oh, you you would be considered a ruffian. Well, I, I suppose. I, I assume they looked at because they looked at me and said, "Okay, uh, let's see. We have." And I saw all these vacancies, and she looks up at me, and she, go, and she immediately swipped, like turned to another page. I see. And then okay. it was very odd because when I got into the apartment, uh, the way it worked was uh, across from me upstairs, the guy sold weed. Underneath him, a guy sold ecstasy and acid. Uh, up in the upper right corner was a guy I didn't want to talk to ever who was a coke dealer. Um, beneath him was a drunk. and He was older than all of us, so he bought everybody alcohol. It was like that. And we're talking in this little quad area. And so what would happen is we... You know, on Friday, Saturday night. So looking nights. at you, she assumed drugs. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Okay, and I think probably a bad idea to stick us all in one area because what would we do is just have these parties where everybody would go inside of everybody's apartments, you know, all night long, Friday, Saturday night, and we could be as loud as we wanted because we kind of owned that section. And awesome. uh, one night, I ended up with about 40 people in a two bedroom apartment. And uh, I didn't know who any of them were. It was that kind of thing where I'd like wake up in the middle of the night and somebody. Is this like, your apartment? You? Yeah, my apartment. Um, okay. And uh, I woke up one morning, and it was just people just strewn all over the apartment. Some of them were like making food. Some of them were passed. Most of them were passed out. And this loud knock at my door, and it's the manager of the apartment complex. And she said, "You know, you. I see you have a cat. Somebody left a bottle by the pool area last night. Um, I, I, you know, there's been parties over here." You know, it was this long list of violations that all happened. So tell me what it is about that that changed your life. Well, I got ejected from that apartment. They gave me three days to move. Now, I didn't know anything Uh about rental laws at the time, so I just immediately packed up all my stuff and found the cheapest place I could. Uh, You know, all my roommates were like, we're going other places. And I found a real crap apartment in the middle of the ghetto for 400-something dollars a month. And while I was there, uh, I didn't pay rent because I was making websites for the landlord. And... uh, one day, I moved in a friend of mine as a roommate because he just wanted to get out of his parents' house. And he knew some guy who was in from out of town. I met this guy. I didn't like him much, but we kind of hit it off a little bit of, on web design. And he said, hey, I'm moving to Seattle. Let's start a web design company. I was like, all right. So I moved to Seattle with that guy. And oh, is then, this when you thought you were moving to D.C.? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is. So that's basically the start story, of it. So, no, yeah. So that's the start of it. I ended up oh, moving okay. all over the country. Once I got comfortable moving out of Phoenix, then I was I'm moving everywhere. It's basically it all comes from the fact that I was ejected from that apartment. I had three days to find a new place. So, there you go. You know, there you go. So if you hadn't had that big party, you might be, uh, you know, a hot dog salesman or something. Like that, yeah, you know? good Lord only knows. But I did have a question for you, though. Speaking of uh, uh, generational gaps, this is a question I may have posed to you before and one that confuses me, is... Throughout my life, a lot has changed, you know, technologically and in society because of technology, uh, internet, uh, Twitter, uh, text messaging, cell phones, things like this. And uh, there's been a certain, you know, that enlightenment kind of thing, you know, psychotherapy and hippies and whatever have you, to where that also coincides with the fact that I've grown up from, you know, childhood to, you know, adult now. That are those, there's certain things that are going to change with the people I know anyway through that transition. But I wonder if it's sped up or altered greatly by the, that technology. Uh, insofar as, is it more that I grew up and, and, and so people change as you grow up? Or has there really been that much of a societal shift in the last 32 years? 
What do you? What's your take on that? Well, I, I think that's life? a. I think that's an important question, but I do believe that it affects different facets of our society. Someone my age, that's, uh, you know, got grandkids and the effect it has on us societally is not as big a factor as it would be having on people your age and particularly those younger than you. Right. I mean, when you think of uh, kids between the age of 10 and 16, for instance, let's say, people are just beginning to become teenagers, let's say, uh, their life is so different just from your life at that age. You can yeah. imagine how different it is from my life at that age. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're affected enormously by this technology, uh, these technologies. I mean, they're, they're, their every waking moment is affected by it. It's not that way with me, and it's not that way with most people my age, but uh, way as you move down in age, you know, from my age downward. And I think the younger they are, the more it affects them. And I'm not telling that's not a negative thing. No, no, no. I, I didn't take uh, it as that. I mean, I, I think it could would. be negative, but I think in general it's probably a positive thing. I do think that technology is moving faster than society's um, uh, ethics can keep up with. But <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it is it's something that moves very fast, and I do notice that speed... We used to have a, a saying in sports that speed kills, and I, I've always kind of kept that in my mind because most mistakes that people make, little mistakes and big, huge mistakes, are usually, in my opinion and in, 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 in my history, because of of rushing doing something too quickly that you don't need to do so quickly. Haste makes it's, waste. They used to it's much, right. It's much easier to make an error when you're going too fast. And I notice, like, for instance, one of the big things that I notice is if I'm watching television or, or something online that's got a commentator or two on it, the speed by which they speak is probably at least four to five times faster than they used to speak. Because of that, they don't really pronounce every word. It's almost like a Twitter thing. Hmm. They kind of go through it just to get it because they got to get to the next commercial. In other words, I can picture them sitting there with a big clock with the seconds clicking off because sometimes they even show that online. I mean, on the screen when you watch it, they'll show you the clock as they're going through their commentary. Yeah. So so they're having, you know, like 30 seconds to finish a point or make a point. So they rush because of that. They have to get to the next commercial. Yeah. And because of that, you get these people that, for me, in many cases, they're very hard to understand. They speak so quick, so fast. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show tonight. We're going to have we got to, we, we're going to say we're going to talk about the bond market. Of course, we're going to fall the gold prices going down. <laughs> you know, like that. I mean, I can't even imitate it. It's so fast. But they're all auctioneers, say, huh? I would say you know thirty to forty percent of what they're saying. 
I don't understand. I don't really hear it. You just kind of assume what it is from the content that they that you can't understand. That's like me watching Spanish TV. Is a Pepsi cola, yeah, and I'm like, oh, thing. they're talking about Pepsi. Well, right, it, right. it's just like drivers. I mean, when you're driving down the street, you're in a 45 mile an hour speed zone. If you go 45 miles an hour, somebody is going to be on your bumper, you know, just lo- trying to urge you out of the way. Sure. And that's another speed thing. It's like they're in a hurry, you know, but that's what they'll always say. They're in a hurry, but they're in a hurry for who knows what. There's nothing that they could possibly be that big a hurry to do. But I'm just saying that that all of that is connected in some way, I think, to our technology because the technology is so quick, so fast, you know. It's ironic because, I mean, I was thinking about this today, about the speed of technology, and I was thinking about how I had expected by this point in my life that most of my friends would be married and have kids, and that is not the case. There's not an overwhelming number. Most of my friends that I still talk to have not bothered to even get engaged. There's no talk of children. Most of them kind of meh, men and women. And I was yeah. thinking about, you know, women in the workforce and things like that. And I was thinking, um, you know, probably a portion of it is that, you know, the just looking at, you know, let's say even advertising or things like that from, from the days of yore or whatever have you. Uh, or even today, men on the TV are out doing things. They're playing golf. They're out in the field. They're driving. They're things like this. And women are always sitting at home smelling glade and washing the floor. And I feel like that might have been a huge shift in where women were like, I want to see the world. I don't want to just sit at home and do stuff. And by doing that, you know, having less kids, and we are having less children. um, And certainly, uh, you know, there's a lot more people, I think, at my age that aren't married and or have kids than there maybe ever was. Like, I'm probably the oldest bachelor throughout, like, six generations of both sides of the family. I know that certainly this current generation, I'm the oldest bachelor amongst both sides of the family. Uh, childless bachelor, I should say. Um, never married. Uh, and so it's that kind of thing where I go, are we getting to that point where people are going to be like, you know what, if, if we can get medical advances far along enough to where we're living two, three hundred years, maybe people will go a hundred years without having kids. And so there will be you know, more or less less people and uh, just exploring the world and things like that. And so it's interesting to me that we're living much longer lives now, uh, and yet everything's moving so fast, which seems counterproductive or counterintuitive to what you would think. You would think in the, in the olden days when people were, you know, life expectancy was 65 or 70, you would think, uh, you know, they'd want to hurry up and get stuff done because I don't have much time. But now we got, you know, 85 is not weird at all. 95, you know, semi-common, things like that, uh, where you'd think we could slow it down a bit, but we're not. We're speeding it all up, and it's, uh, I don't know. Between the two of those, I, it's kind of a weird thing I'm noticing. With uh, Yeah. I, I, I think that's kind of my thing, is like I feel like I haven't yet figured out my place in the world. Uh, I haven't justified my life or justified my existence so I feel like it's rude to bring somebody else into the world, you know, uh, well, <laughs> to join in. You know? If you if if people started 
looking inside themselves, wondering if they justified their existence. The percentage of people that could honestly and truthfully say that they have is a very small number. It's a single-digit number, I'll guarantee you that. Sounds about right. Because most people are relatively squandering when it comes to their life, you know. They're just kind of going through the motions. I think if... uh, I think if more people had this pairing that we used to have with the engagements and the weddings and the raising a family and living in the same house for long periods of time, uh, if you had more of that going on, then things would be pretty much the same as it was when I grew up. But that's not going to happen anymore. I did notice that the recent news that the life expectancy age has dropped. Really? But the problem with life expectancy statistics is it includes everybody. Yeah. And if you take it apart by gender and race and economic situations, you find out that an awful lot of those people have very short lifespans compared to the average. Sure, sure. And, and and as far as living a life where you travel around the world or visit places, and you better have a good job if you're going to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I think that's the hope. I think that and and it, well, but a good job is not uh, easily com- not easy to come by. Absolutely. I mean, that's it that takes was the, uh, the it I takes some preparation times. and credentials and all that sort of stuff but anyway that's another subject but that's that's the way now that has always been that way right well i guess what i'm thinking is that like as we make our lives more or less easier insofar as you know kitchen appliances uh, driving you know different things we make ourselves make our lives easier uh through technology and where we have to spend less time doing menial tasks I feel like to some degree there's going to be, and there already has been, uh, sort of this, uh, I don't know, just sort of enjoying of the self and not so much the focus on goal-oriented things. You know, the, the biological imperative of all life on Earth is get food, reproduce. And if you're living in a first world country, you've kind of got the food, not always, but for the most part, by and large, you got the food thing covered. You know, you've got your shelter and your food covered um, to where you don't need to go out and hunt and things like that. It's not exceedingly difficult to come by. You know, so, I had a very similar conversation to what you're talking about yesterday tell. morning. All right. Uh, this is generally males in their 40s, I would say, as the people at the gathering. Uh, sort of a breakfast, eat pancakes, drink coffee, and that kind of thing. And uh, I was surprised how quickly they agreed with my observation. And my observation was that, again, these generalities are just killers because there's, <laughs> there's always a good high percentage of exceptions. Sure. But I find people are not as happy. They don't smile as much. They don't uh, interact as much. I'm talking about personal interaction, not not yeah, uh, I understand, I not understand. 
not Twitters and things. And I think um, that's part of the downside to this advanced technology because there's so many things that you can do by yourself now. It makes people lazy. It makes them unproductive. It, it eventually will make them pretty lonely. And I just find it generally um, there's not a lot of laughing smiling faces and people enjoying doing what they're doing they're just kind of I don't know I, it just seems that way to me and, and, and again there's enormous numbers of exceptions to that but as a general rule that would be just an observation I have uh, you know not that not that I'm like happier than anybody else or anything I I'm not taking it personal as far as I'm concerned but um these guys at the table, well, two of them were girls, two of them were women, and the rest of them were guys, but uh, they kind of agreed with that, 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 it, that it's actually more difficult to be so-called happy. That yeah. the, pressure, the pressure is much more intense today than it was years ago. I think I think there's a I mean that that's the problem is that I mean the happiness index I mean I've looked that up the happiness index has dropped considerably um, which doesn't mean a thing by the way a happiness index yeah, that doesn't I know. well whatever that doesn't mean anything yeah. believe me I'm just saying uh, somebody making money off the happiness index that's all that is and that person <laughs> happy because he makes money off of it but that as far as that being an actual human trait that's no 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 the happiness up. index is what I'm talking about is what they do is they 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 poll let's say a thousand random people and say rate your happiness you know bunch and of if, they, if you compare that to 20 years ago it's lower now than it was that's what well, they, uh, they uh, which falls in with my case but I wish I could pack <laughs> it but I can't anything that's like that an index of Feelings is so much baloney. For one thing, people don't tell the truth in these so-called surveys. I, I'm not. I'm not putting this as like the scientific. You, you were making a following. It's statement. an interesting. It's an interesting data point in a larger scheme yeah, of but things. I make up a data point that says, you know, I like to read calendars. Well, uh, <laughs> whatever. Many people I'm just saying like this. There's people that look. If if you were doing research on are people happier today than they were twenty years ago, I would love to know how you would do it. Oh, I can tell you, I would do it by asking a whole bunch of people that I commonly interact with. Hey, how are you feeling right now? And would you know? And then I would do that study again in another five years. Hey, how you doing? Well, and then I would compare the results. That's fair. That's that's a fair thing to do. I think that's a terrible way to do it because you're not going to get an honest an honest answer. My way of doing it, I would say, I would consider much stronger because mine is strictly an observation of people. That's all it is. It's got just nothing to do with. Just look around and see if people are laughing on the side of the street. I'm going to ask a person, how many times a day do you go to the bathroom? They're not going to answer that honestly. <laughs> I know that. And, well, I'm just saying, people don't. T that's why surveys. That's why they always end up saying at the end of the day. Well, that survey wasn't quite right. You know, it didn't really turn out the way we thought it would. It's because surveys are made, for one, to make money, and for two, to make a point that the person that's taking the survey wants to make. That's all it is, whether it's a Democrat or Republican or whoever it is, uh, you know, a, a, a gay person or uh, a big fat white guy. If he's taking a survey, 
it's going to say what he wants it to say. Okay, because people just don't tell people in surveys they're honest deep down inside. I mean, how many women would would say to me, "Well, you're right about us all wanting to live in a picket fence, married with kids." I women guarantee you, I, I've I've seen there's there's, there's, there's study. Well, look, if you're taking an anonymous survey that nobody knows you're taking. And it's just you and you alone in your thoughts. And they just, and there's open ended questions. Do you like this or that? Or maybe they even say, how do you feel about blank? And they want you to respond. You can aggregate that data. I'm just saying, like, I've done research on a number of things. And by just interviewing people over the last few years on this book I've been oh, working on, huh? it's changed, it's changed course a million times because of what people are saying. Cause I'm not coming into it with like, Oh, I want to prove that blank is the case. I literally would sit down and go, you know, how do you feel about this? What is your thoughts on that? You know, and then you, you ask enough people and a after a while you ask 20 people the same question that you have no idea how other people feel and 17 of them answer the certain way and three of them don't care. Okay, then you could say the that the, the people lean towards the side, you know, the one way. What, is, what would you, what is this? I'm, I'm going to ask a question that I will answer myself, but I'm going to ask a <laughs> question and then I'm going to answer it. Please do. Okay, what is the smartest group of people in the world that make a living finding out what people think and do, what they favor? The answer to that is the advertising agents, agencies. Okay? okay? That's, that's the answer. And the way they do it is they do it behind closed doors, behind a two-way mirror, a one-way mirror, and they observe people doing things. Mm -hmm. They observe what package they pick up. They observe what they're saying about it. It's all based on observation. They don't go out and... T How easy would it be for them just to have a, a, a thing on the Internet that says, how do you feel about Kleenex? You say, do you exactly. like it? And they do that. Like okay, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Hey. I've taken that. I've taken almost that exact survey okay. probably yeah, I know eight you've times. taken the survey, but the company that's paying to put their product on television or in the ra on a radio or in a newspaper or in a magazine, that person that's paying has an ad agency, and that ad agency is not going to use something over the internet that they just plug in and people can just say what they want about it, it doesn't mean anything. They have to observe something in order for it to mean something. And that's what they use today even. It's observation. It has nothing to do with a pit, with some kind of a poll. Now, they they got you believing that because the internet is full of polls. I mean, yeah. ESPN has a poll after every sentence they say. I mean, they say, you know, the bears are better than the so-and-so. And, you, you know, you can go online and vote yes or no. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that right. what kind of pool is that? Well, I mean, <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's a little bit excited. But I'm just saying, look, what I'm saying is that if you just put it. They have taken 2,000 polls. That doesn't mean they're good or, or accurate. <laughs> no, because, like, look, I guess my thing is me personally. Yeah. And I'm not speaking for everyone on Earth. But certainly, I, I, I doubt that I'm in a bottom less than one half of one percentile. I, yeah. I'm probably in somewhere in 40, 50, let's say, percentile of this case. If I'm taking an anonymous survey online, mm -hmm. you know, especially if I don't think there's an advertiser attached, 
Um, but shit, that's just you. You're talking about thousands of people. <laughs> yeah, and well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm they, saying is in an anonymous survey where it's you click yes or no, what reason, you know, there's the, what's the human inclination to lie? Now, I will say on, on counter to that, the drug surveys they used to give us in high school, and I remember, I remember when mom was teaching, she'd be like, you know, today the kids and the drugs, it's out of control. And I was like, here's why they think it's out of control is because they give us all this stupid test that asks us what we've done. And everyone in my class would go, oh, dude, I told him I did heroin eight times last week. Because yeah. it was, like, hilarious because you could freak out the parents and stuff. So I've been on the other side. But I'm saying that... That side still exists. I'm not saying it doesn't. But <laughs> it seems go. that I, if, it's a, if it's completely optional, that was not optional. That was like, here, take this. We want to know what you really... They're all anonymous. We won't tell anybody. But you have to take it. If you're making me take a survey, I might make yeah. some shit up. But if if I can just go somewhere and there's a survey there or a quick question, how do you feel about blanket? If I don't have an opinion, I don't click. I don't have an opinion. I've never yeah, clicked. I don't have an opinion. You, you're just talking about I you. I know. I know that. I'm just. Making but it doesn't a... mean anything. So let's go uh, on. With you, how about dictums? You like the word dictum? D i c t u m. I don't know that I know. I, I, I'm blanking on what that means. Well, actually, in in the law, uh, in a law book, it would have to do with a law or someone spewing off a part of a law. That would be a dictum. Okay, it's actually just it's actually used very loosely to just mean an exclamation of some sort. And this website that you're going to design for me, which you've never done <laughs> all these years of being in that business. Every time I bring it up, it's like, oh, no, Daddy wants to Oh, man. Okay, but... <laughs> Haven't you heard the old what adage, have... don't mix business and family? Go ahead. Okay, well, what I've done is I've put together a group of dictums. Now, this is going to sound like a political thing, but this is totally neutral. It doesn't have anything to do with me being one or another mm -hmm. at all. Of course. What this would be is a nationwide thing. And you just all I want is your opinion... Okay. Of this survey I'm taking, this is going to be everybody 21 years or older that's a citizen of the United States and has never been convicted of a, of a felony. That's a pretty good chunk of people. Yeah. Every one of those people is now eligible to run for Congress. So what I'm going to do on the website is I'm going to list a numerous list of dictums. A dictum would be on this list, for instance, um, there will be no more, you have to be in favor to be able to uh, be in this group of people running for office. You have to be in favor of limiting incumbencies. In other words, uh, for instance, a, a member of the House of Representatives can serve four years, a senator can serve six, and of course the president stays the same. He can serve up to eight with one election in between. The House can run the election every two years, but you can only run once for a total of four years. The Senate, you can run once after three years, but you still can't go past six years. So there will be no more incumbencies. 
And what would happen with this one dictum is that you'd have a totally different world to live in as far as politics and all that stuff goes. <clears throat> it doesn't favor, that dictum does not favor anybody but people that are currently in office. They, dis they, they would not want to do that. Right. Right? Right. So what I want to do is gather a group of people, hundreds of them, maybe thousands, that are willing to take a test of dictums. They might be 35 or 40 dictums. Most of them are much shorter than that one I just said. And all I want them to do is answer yes, no, or make a comment. One of those three things. And from that, that's going to be how they stand as a person. And when they run for office, anybody can look up the dictums for that particular client or that particular candidate, and they're going to see how they feel about all these dictums. Okay. Okay. Now how do you? What do you think about that? Uh, what would be your opinion of that? I, I think it's cool. Uh, I think, to some degree, uh, there's two things like that. I'm making a site like that to some degree, but it's not necessarily politically leaning. Um, it's a project I started, but I need to finish it. Um, and then another one is that uh, there's this dating site I'm on, which, interestingly, Julian Assange is on as well. Um, uh, it turns out we're a 75% match and only 3% enemies. Um, <laughs> but what they do is they have a series of questions that you can, you can, you can pose a question to the community or you can just answer questions as your call. And uh, you just answer them however you want, but they go into your profile. So if somebody looks at your profile, they compare your questions with their questions. And if you mark this is very important, then like you can't message them if you don't agree with a certain number. That's how they match you up and stuff, you see. Yeah. So I was looking at a profile the other day of, of a girl, and I was like, I wonder, let me look at her questions. And the ones that she marked really important, I marked really important, which I thought was good. And we agreed on like... Out of I think thirty questions, we agreed on like twenty six of them. It's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't figured out how to parlay that into a first message to send to her, other than we agree on a lot of stuff, and you're hot. Do we you think this is? Uh, do you think agreeing on a number of things is related in some way to love? I think it's a good start. Do you really? I do. Wow. I, I think that. Uh, I think that if I was always arguing with the person, if we didn't share some common interests and some common ground, I would I, I would definitely have some issues. Um, definitely. However, um, it, it comes with the caveat of uh, people change so radically over time and, and they don't show their true colors. And I, I've had a girlfriend or two who was... Uh, who outspokenly was one way, but then when the situation came around, was was quite obviously lying uh, originally when they had said whatever they said. Okay, let me give you an example of that baloney. <laughs> let's say... <laughs> I'm curious why you say, think agreeing on things is a bad idea. But okay, Let's go ahead. say a girl puts down 
they these are prearranged questions and uh, you just they, answer them uh, yeah more or less yeah the right, give me one of the questions I'll, give me a question i'll go ahead and from off of the thing just okay, think i'm of gonna one. i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna it's been a while i don't normally look at the questions well and don't think about don't think about that it's me answering the question no i'm not just, i'm just telling you i'm just telling what i'm giving you an example because they're they're usually pretty good i don't okay, answer good. the dumb ones they're like Keisha uh, or uh, Lady Gaga, I wouldn't answer that. But if it's you're like, rambling, you're rambling. Go ahead and give me. I'm, a question. I'm trying to get, pull up the thing. Give me a damn minute. Hold on. Sheesh. Oh, we gotta, we're gonna pull it up. I'm mm. pulling it up so I can give you actual questions. We got about five minutes. I gotta go. All right, I get it. Okay, okay. Let me just uh, let me just. Well, we've been an hour and a half almost already. This is an hour, right? Hour seven minutes. We talked on the phone prior to this, which we normally don't do. I'll grant you that. Okay, go ahead. What so, do you got? I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the questions. I'm pulling up and questions that I've well, actually answered. Hold on. I don't want to see the answer. I'm not telling you the answer. I'm just looking for ones that I thought were clearly I thought were interesting. Would you ever change your religion or adopt one because your significant other wanted you to? And the answers are yes, no, or I'm not sure. And then you can mark how important it is to you that you're. Uh, partner answers the same as you do on that particular question yeah now would i be answering this question having looked at someone else's answers to the same questions no i would not no you could just hit you hit answer questions because they encourage you to answer questions so they can figure out who you are and match you up properly okay, but what i'm people. saying is i don't it's not something i can go on there and i see somebody a picture of them or something about they like football or whatever it is and I like them. It looks like I'd like to talk to them or meet them or send them an email or something. Can I look up that person's answer to those questions? Only if you've already answered. Okay. But before my answer, I can't tell what you've put down or some other person's. That is correct. You can see that they answered a question. Okay. Uh, and you can tell if it's important to them or not. But you have okay, no idea so, what it is. So, you so the question again, and you can't re-answer it. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real honest about these questions now. So the okay. question is, if a, if I understand right, would it matter to me if the, 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 another person, my partner, or whoever you want to call it, uh, was of a different religious belief? Would I be able to change? Is that basically what they're asking me? I think they're thinking like you know, there's those. Uh, is like certain religions, let's say Jewish people, I've known Jewish people like this, where we can't get married because my dad says you're not Jewish, but if you converted, we could get married. You no, know, Italians used to be that way. When okay, I was well, a then kid. let's even go that way. Let's go Italian. That's a little closer to home. So if yeah. I was going to marry a girl and she was like, you know what, I'd love to, but you know, you're not Catholic. I need you to convert to Catholicism. Guess what? Deal is off. So, so would I would. You, so I. So you're asking, would I convert to their to their would religion? You, yeah. Would you ever change or adopt? Another religion because of this because of who you were with. I I would say maybe. I would not discount it. No, I would not say that there's no way I would do it. Really. Hmm. The other thing is, it would depend on what your religion is. <laughs> I will not be a Harry Krishna. I mean, there's certain things that I wouldn't do. You know. Well, I guess my I thing about it is that are you? It's sort of like. Right off the bat, if they're religious, we're going to have big problems. And then the other side of it is that, like, if you think that's so important that I need to ostensibly switch what I believe deep in my core because you won't accept me otherwise, then that also wouldn't work. So I feel like it's a it's a non-starter. 
I don't, well, I don't see I why anybody about, would ever do that. What I was thinking, the reason I would have to put a maybe in there is I would, if I could make a comment with the baby, I would, my comment would be it would certainly depend on what religion you're talking about. You are if allowed someone, to add explanations to these, by the way. If someone's a Methodist, for instance, right, and we got married, and at some point they said, you know, I don't want to go to Catholic Church, I want to go to Methodist Church on Sunday, I would I, that would be okay with me. I wouldn't have any problem. Okay. Yeah, I actually did that, so, I mean, that's not... Yeah. Well, I'm not these even, are, they all, all of them allow you to add an explanation. Okay, well, that was an explanation. Ask another one. Um, okay, this, is, this was one I had to add an explanation to. Would okay. you avoid all contact with an ex if your current significant other asked you to? And the answers are yes, of course, no, this would be an unacceptable demand, or only if their justification seems reasonable. Now, in my case, <laughs> I would have to say which ex. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an ex. I think it's basically if they, they picked any any of your exes, they picked well, a random ex and said, hey, no more. Somebody, if they pick some exes, it wouldn't matter at all to me. Whereas some other exes, it would matter. Sure. Some I'm not going to completely forget about, and some I would say no problem. This is what happens when you get an old person taking these things. Is he's got all these life experiences. <laughs> well, the way I see it is is twofold. On the one hand, I don't like the idea that some twofold is. I, I don't like that they wouldn't trust me. I don't also like I don't like people telling me what I can't do. I don't like somebody making demands of me that have nothing to do with them. However, if you're talking to your ex so much that it makes who you're with uncomfortable, they have a right to be upset, but that's a sign that the relationship ought to end anyway. You know, if your mom and I had taken these tests in order to meet, we would never have had a date. <laughs> well, okay. we don't you don't have to take these tests. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm ahead. just saying to show you how bad they are. What's I so mean, bad about that? That's good well, to know. It just, it, it's ridiculous, but it is fun. And so that's the main thing. Well, now, see, the thing is, you it's were not saying... A serious, it's not a serious thing. I mean, no, no, come it's, on. I mean, I, some of them are very serious. Some of them are do like... Do you know your mom? Do you know your mom from the day she met me mm -hmm. to the day she moved <laughs> with me to another state? was four months. Okay. <laughs> Total stranger. <laughs> that, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've had girlfriends. We didn't get married now. We weren't married. I had but, a girlfriend move in with me after a week. I mean, you know, sometimes this stuff happens. Uh, I, what, what, the, what my question is at this point, because I was saying, like, there's a match and all this stuff, and you said, do you think that it's that you need to agree on everything to fall in love. I believe I said no, but it's a good starting point if you agree on a lot of things. You can't really. I, I really don't. I totally disagree with that. By the way, I mean. It, so you I think could, the polar opposite? You think you should argue about everything? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I do believe that a good argument is sometimes worthwhile because sometimes you will get the perspective you didn't realize from the other person, and you may end up agreeing with them, and vice versa could happen. But I've always had, I would say, I guess you could call them arguments, but differences of opinion about certain subjects. I'm pretty easy on that, really. I mean, I'm I'm not that, I'm not that strict. I guess you could say. I mean, I'm 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 willing to go through whatever I got to go through to get things smoothed over. You know, basically.
So, but I do think that by not having this sort of background check thing going on, <laughs> that's one of the questions. Yeah, it is. It's one. And, one of the questions is actually, do you Google and or view the questions of somebody before you hit them up? Like yeah, you say. see, this is what I mean. Is they there's no doubt that the reason that in the future there will be less people going through what has always been the road to success and happiness in America, which is you finish high school, you go to college, you get engaged, you get married, you buy a house, you have kids, you get a good job, and you live happily ever after. That's American. That's the American way right there. Okay, now, I am sure that is changing drastically. And the more it changes, the more you're going to have a lot of unhappy people. That's all. That's just my opinion. Because I, I think it's against us as human beings to not have that sort of blending of the two cultures of two people that is solely personal between them, in person, with experience together, going through life that's kind of the way it always has been and if we look at the people in that upper two percent that we're currently hearing so much about is with this tax bill if you look at that upper two percent or even up ten percent if you want to get a bunch of people and you track them back that's the track they took I, I don't. I don't disagree that they did that. Yeah, I think the problem is that uh, I think what was happening is that there was a huge shift in society, and and we haven't, as a society, caught up to how to alter our lives to match. Uh, I yeah, think that's that's a be, good that's a know. good that's a good uh, observation and a very good way of putting that. That's you could write a book on that subject with just that one observation. Actually. That's the book I'm writing. But uh, I think um, the book I've been researching and everything else like that is is basically a snapshot of here's where we were, here's where we are, here's where we might be going. Now, here's if you had bad, a degree, you know. if you had a degree in psychology from Brown University, you'd probably get that book published pretty quick because that's who writes those kind of books. Right. Well. I'd rather just uh, you like my, you, know. you. You're probably enjoying writing it to start with. I, I am. It's just unfortunately that I have six years of notes, and the the book has 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 <laughs> changed so drastically. You know, certain six years of notes. Geez. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's it's just that it keeps changing. It, it the original thing was I've noticed these series of patterns in relationships I've had and my friends have had. And it feels like we're all reading from the same stupid books that maybe worked 60 years ago, but are woefully out of date now. And we have nowhere to turn, so we're all just making the same exact mistakes and thinking that it's different. Every week I talk to a friend who's having a relationship problem, and I said, yeah, I had the exact same thing. And they go, no, 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 here's why it's different. I was like, I know. You're going to tell me why your situation is different. I could call 40 people right now that could tell you the exact story, and probably the girl had the same name. Like, I guarantee you absolutely the same and here's exactly what you're going to do and until then you're going to argue with me and tell me that I'm wrong but here's exactly what's going to happen and every single time I'm right every single I'd like, time I'd like to talk about the drug problem there's a drug problem in America <laughs> there's a drug problem in the world yes that's the problem 
Mexico has become a battleground over it. What I was wondering is, I think I'm actually in favor of legalizing drugs. And the only stipend I would put in is that... Um, the penalty for causing an accident of any kind or any kind of criminal activity based on the fact that you have drank too much or you have taken too much marijuana would be punishable at a very, very severe level. Other than that, go for it, I'm saying. And I think one of the things that would happen from that is you'd put all these drug laws out of business because they wouldn't be able to compete with all these companies selling drugs over the counter or in the grocery store or at the 7-Eleven. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the argument of why please, California didn't legalize marijuana recently. The biggest proponents of, of uh, keeping it illegal were the growers in, in the north. The, the criminals. The growers. They're not the criminals, criminals now. It's legal to grow it here. As you can be a dispenser, you can be illegally you can legally grow it here, and you oh. can dispense it to dispensaries. It's about as legal as I could imagine it being in my lifetime. But you can't sell it to somebody. You can through dispensaries. Yeah, you so can, I can walk I, into a store tonight and buy marijuana, a pound if I wanted. Yes, yeah, legally. You don't need a prescription or anything. Ostensibly, yeah. But as you walk in, they'll ask if you have one and then give you one. For 50 okay, bucks. so you're saying you're doing something <laughs> illegal, but you're doing uh, it. Illegal. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's. That's what I'm saying. Is that the most of what I'm saying most is of the people in this I, state that smoke marijuana have the card, and the ones that don't aren't ever arrested for it because it's practically assumed that you do, and well, it's say, delegalized below like an ounce or something. It's delegalized below all a certain amount. Do, all I would do is make it very strict if you break the law, not like it is now. So Another you're saying word. if you get into a drunk driving accident, that would be worse than a sober driving accident, and and you would Absolutely. you would oh you would, you it would is throw now. the books at them. It's that way now, but That's the penalty's not big enough. The penalty needs to be humongous. I don't. And, so so you you're in you're on the line of like if the penalty is high enough, people won't do it. Well, I'm going to say this. I think when you first pass the law, there'll be people that'll avoid. That won't avoid it. They're just going to do what they're going to do. Right. In fact, that'll be the case anytime. You know, I mean, alcohol is not illegal, but people still drive drunk. Yeah. The problem is we don't punish them enough. Yes, if you made the if you made the punishment strong enough, I agree. I think you could do the legal drugs. It would just be, you know, it would it would just it would fall in place. I also think abortion needs to be legal and without any question. Women want to have abortion, fine. The biggest caveat to that is, the only problem is, as a taxpayer in the United States, the government can't pay for the abortion. So what you would do is you would have charitable organizations that people could donate money to. And if a woman can't afford an abortion for whatever reason, she could go and apply to the charitable organization and let them pay for the abortion. Like see, all Parenthood. of these things are yeah. Planned very, Parenthood does that. They do that. Yeah, yeah they they, can, they do they do it strictly on a 
charitable basis. It's not funded at all by the government, by the state, or the, or the to federal my government. knowledge, no. As far as I'm as far as I know, I've never heard uh, otherwise. They they're it's a some private funding. organization and they're a charity. And I hope they donate. Do. I, I hope they are. I hope they are private. Now they do. They do prefer if you just pay outright for an abortion. But Absolutely. If you can't naturally. They'll. Well, that they'll, should be the first choice. Naturally. That naturally. you know, if, if a woman comes in and to the doctor and says, "I want an abortion." The first thing we got to find out is, can you pay for the abortion? Yeah. If you can't, we got to go to the charity and get them to pay for it. I but mean, I'm in about- favor of like government, like I practically say, government mandated abortions. Practically, I mean, I, I'd, I'd almost. Uh, it, it's all right. I'd almost make you take an IQ test. If you didn't pass, you got that's it, knocked out, and then try again. Oh, you can't no. take you can't get an abortion if you're insane or something. No, or no, can't? I'm saying no. I'm saying I'm saying that I, that's why I'm saying I'd mandate it. I'd, I'd give them an IQ test. You can't have babies unless you pass it. You know, that's what I'd be doing. Oh, jeez. You don't want to. I'd be ruling with an iron fist. I'd be a terrible leader. Well, I mean, I'd be a wonderful leader, but they'd all hate me. But in a hundred years, they'd be like that guy changed the world for the better. But at the time, they'd all want to assassinate me. So I have to drive around like the Pope in a big bubble thing. But uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. There'd be a number. That'd have a number of birth laws, uh, a, a whole bunch of birth laws. Uh, birth laws. Birth laws. You mean like you can't have twenty babies or something? No, I would say, for instance, I think that, and and I'll probably get a lot of screaming mad women, and I don't know why they hate me for this because uh, it's not anti-woman well, just say at all. It. Just scr- it's, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. It's uh, it's uh, it's. I would have what's called a birth agreement certificate. Okay. And you couldn't collect alimony without it. But if you had it, we could find the dude anywhere in the world. That's like, you know, that we'd go across, you know, national lines that we had to to get this guy. If he signed a birth agreement certificate and then you had a kid with him and then he decided to ditch and run, that dude owes for life. But if okay. you don't have one in place, you're on your own, which is exactly how, how it is right now. How, how about how about this on the abortion side? How about a limit on abortions before sterility? That's fair. In other words, you can have, let's say, two abortions. After two, you gotta you gotta get this, the tubing taken out. Now, is that without uh, without medical complications, kind of thing? I mean, awkward circumstances. It's a black and white oh, law. I mean, now, you know. any of this is health related. There's no going to be. There's not going to be any. Uh, rules or anything. I mean, if it's something yeah, yeah. where the doctor is saying you're going to die unless you have an, ab- an abortion, or I if mean, you, I, have- I, I could see where you talk about. Yeah, that's not. I, I don't really have a big issue with that. I, I, that'll never pass. But I, I mean, I guess well, my thing I'm is, I don't care how many abortions anybody has. These things I'm mentioning to you is getting me back <laughs> to the subject of dictum. See, those are two yeah. dictums. The thing about the legalizing drugs and the thing about abortion. These are two dictums I would have. That someone who wants to run for office among the 30 or 40 dictums he's got to answer, that's two of them right there. And what's wonderful about that is every time somebody goes to run for office, all you got to do on the Internet is pull up all those dictums and see what he said, he or she. Now, how do you feel about the birth agreement certificate? What's your uh, take on that? Uh, actually, I was thinking the law was that way now as far as a person uh, skipping out on somebody he made pregnant. I think they can. Yeah, but that's with a, that's without an agreement. I guess that's what where I take you're the saying, issue. With you're it. saying the guy is off the off the hook if he's got agreement from the woman that he that he's not going to pay her alimony. No, no, no. It's the opposite. It's this: well, if 
for instance, right now, if I if I went on a if I was had sex with a girl and she had poked con- holes in the condom or something, right? And I didn't know that. What, if she uh, gets he... pregnant, I'm screwed for life. I got to pay for the rest of my life, no matter how much I put up a fight. I got to pay for, for the rest of, the of my child's life. life. Huh? For the rest of the child. Yeah, that's life. true. Not the rest of my life. I'm sorry. Till the child's okay. 18. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Till the child's 18, I would have to pay, and that that seems wildly oh, unfair because I I didn't choose that. Or she gets married. No, no, you still have to pay even if they get married. At least in California, oh, California, okay. you still yeah. got to pay. Um, uh, and that's that's been an issue on the books a few times. So what I'm saying is that, given that um, there are you know there are cases and they might be very rare wherein women have have sort of tricked it to where they get pregnant with the guy sort of try to keep him around because like well if you run you'll pay for 18 years if you stay you're with me yay but I'm pregnant and I'm not giving it up I'm not going I'm not going to have an abortion nothing and now this guy is screwed for life and so I feel like if you if you a birth certificate agreement or birth agreement certificate is is saying like when a couple, you know, is together, they say, "Yeah, let's have a child together." The guy's like, "Yeah, I'll take care of it." You know, you know, I, I got a good job. You know, you can take time off of work to have the kid and everything. We're gonna work this out. And the girl goes, "Okay." She drops her plans, and they have a kid together. And then three months after the kid's born, the guy's like, "Ah, now screw this. I'm out of here." That's wildly unfair to the woman. And it's, yeah, but and, that's that, that's a that's current law. Exactly. But what I'm then that's what I'm saying is that. The birth you don't certi- need a birth agreement. The birth agreement would go after that guy for that. But what well, they I'm do sa- that now. Yeah, well, I, they don't really get them across state lines. Maybe they do now, like very recently in the last few years. They didn't used to. So the birth agreement is acceptable all over the world or something. Well, I mean, least, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. it helps in prosecuting the guy. Absolutely, and I you could. It would be. It would be without question. You could immediately get the guy's wages, no question, because he signed this agreement. And let's say it's good for two years at a time or okay, three. Okay, but years let's say there is no birth agreement. If there's we no birth no agreement, law, you have your law in place, but we have no birth agreement. Okay, if they don't have a birth agreement and they have a kid, it's exactly as it is right now. It, well, more or less, minus the we don't go after the guy. But if the guy just wants to be, you know, a good guy and stay with her and have the kid with her, there's nothing wrong with that. And by all means, they don't have to sign an what agreement. About, what about a what about a woman that purposely gets pregnant? in order to get a check from you. What can we do in the way of a law to stop that from happening? That's the birth that's the birth agreement certificate because she wouldn't be able to go after him unless he signed that agreement. And it only lasts, let's say, three years at a time. So I feel like we'd cut down on that. If she knew she didn't have the agreement and she had the kid, you're all it's all on you. If you want to have a kid on your own lady, by all means, have a ball. But don't go thinking you can chase after anybody Okay, so she can't she can't get him to pay alimony unless she had the agreement. Exactly. Yes. Well, that's what I said to begin with, and you said it's just the opposite. But it's oh, not well, the, you know. it, it sounded well, it sounded like you were saying that that um, the agreement was I won't get you pregnant, and if he, you know, no, no, something no, like that. I, okay. I, well, okay. I would agree with that. That that would be a good idea, right there. I don't think anybody that, would go for it. I but, think that um, happens. I think that happens a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure. It probably. I mean, I don't. I don't have numbers. I'm just saying. What's odd is I had put that up as a joke when everybody was running for governor of California. It seemed like everybody with with a two bit name was running. I was like, I'm yeah. putting my name in the ring, and I wrote this whole thing of like dictums, if you will. And yeah. uh, I wrote the birth certificate, the birth agreement certificate thing. And uh, I have several women that were like screaming mad at me, uh, 
three of them had See, I, kids. I three of them were single thing. women with kids, and they were screaming at me. And I was like, it's exactly how it is right now, only you'd maybe give it a second thought if you knew you couldn't get money out of the guy without that agreement. Otherwise, it's exactly well, I see, as it is right now. I could add that to my victim slip thing. Yeah, please do. I, I don't. I really don't know why people get so angry about that idea. I think it's perfectly fair to all parties doing it that way. Absolutely. And I, I mean, do somebody, it with alimony, somebody who doesn't like it is somebody that you don't want to fool with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Believe me, I wouldn't date any. Well, I also alimony. I I would probably do away with that. I'd really have to give that a, a real hard look over. I really don't. I generally not in favor of alimony. Yeah, well, some states don't have alimony. They have yeah. only child support. Child support makes sense if they were married. That's, that certainly makes sense. Arizona. I would actually, the birth agreement certificate, I feel like, should be automatic with the marriage certificate. I think if you get married to somebody, it's also, that's a birth agreement along with it, you know? To me. Yeah. If I feel like married. that's fair. Yeah. yeah. If you're married, you know, that that counts. Uh, but alimony, like... Hearing these stories of different in Canada, it's even worse. Uh, there's a guy, Dave Foley. He was in the Kids in the Hall, the off or, uh, uh, news radio and stuff. Apparently, he's got this ex-wife that, like, for the rest of her life, he's got to pay her like some. It comes right well, out all of the check. Celebrities he makes. are the same way. The athletes and the celebrities, they all pay. I gotta go now. Okay, all right. You do your thing. It's a good end the show. It's a good chat. Yeah. All right. Um, so well, then I will. We're able to get. Two in a row without uh, any kind of political uh, shenanigans. It's good. <laughs> well, we kind of got political, but not like. Oh, that wasn't really yeah. political, I and mean, that was an agreement. <laughs> agreement about politics. I yeah. see. that doesn't count. All right, all right. That's no, fair. I mean it's not really political. It's just law. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, uh, be careful out there. And uh, now that I have your address, I can forward <laughs> mail to you and so forth. Oh, good. So and, I'll get uh, all your bills. I had to find out what Meredith's new address is, but I have no way of finding out because she won't return my calls or my emails. So if well, you talk, send it to tell, her, her, uh, tell her to email me her address. That way she doesn't have to talk to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> good night, <I> Meredith. <laughs> all right, Mitchell, talk to you later. All right, Dad, take care. Love, I love you. you. I miss you a lot, and I'm yeah. glad we're doing these things. It makes, it makes us a lot closer, I think. All right. Yeah, ditto. It's a, it's a good time. And and next time we talk, it'll be the last one before Christmas. Oh, my goodness. That's I true. Know. I know. We'll have Crazy. to talk about some kind of Yuletide thing. Okay, I got to go. All right, take care. Guys. Signing off. Signing off. See you later. Take Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mitch and His Dad podcast. Uh, as always, you can find us at mitchdad.tumblr.com. That's M I T. C as in cat, Z as in zebra, dot T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. You can also find us on iTunes. Just search for Mitch, M-I-T-C-Z. And uh, go on Tumblr and, uh, you know, should you have any suggestions for future episodes or topics you'd like us to talk about or weird stories from Dad, uh, feel free to just hop on there and shoot off an email and uh, maybe I'll even read it on the air. Thank you again for listening and take care.